0: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You look at the 49ers schedule from here on out, and they have the Seattle Seahawks coming up. They win that thing, and this thing's a wrap, and the Brock Purdy legend grows. Touchdown
1: San Francisco! Today's guests, Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson,
0: ESPN NFL analyst Lewis Riddick, Chargers running back Austin Eckler, and now it's Rich Eisen. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here on a busy Tuesday in the month of December. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Have a conversation with us right here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel, which is free for anybody who's got the, uh, the, the good old Roku devices or has a Samsung smart TV or has uh any sort of amazon fire tv setup wherever you may be we say hello to anybody watching us on the roku app which has the roku channel for free the roku another way to get us for free we're thrilled to be on roku we'd love for you to watch us on roku if you're listening to us we would love it if it's a rich eyes and show terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have us odyssey is also streaming us for free sirius channel 218 xm 202 if you're listening on an app it's 9.92. Honestly, there's no way to avoid us. Even if you want to watch us or listen to us whenever you darn well please, watching us whenever you darn well please. There's a video on demand service through the Roku uh, channel partnership with the rich eyes and It's called the rich eyes and show collection. I like that name because it sounds fancy. <laughs> uh, we also are uh, available to you for you to listen to whenever you want to through our podcast, all three hours in podcast form. Thanks to our friends at the cumulus podcast network, wherever you get your podcast, boom, that's where we are. There's our YouTube stream for a nice little backstop and all of our social media streams, youtube.com slash rich eyes and show at rich eyes and show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Bottom line is, we're unavoidable, and we like being so. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, brother? Hey, Rich. I'm doing great. What's up, man? Uh, you went uh, one for two last night. Yeah. One for two last night. So all yeah. right. Patriots win, Celtics lose. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's an NBA season. It's just one of third 82. You needed it more in football. I'm glad you got it.
2: Yeah. Even though, even
0: though thats I don't really mean that because you supplanted the Jets. I know. Good to see you over there, DJ Mikey D. How are you? Is, I'm actually actually—I'm studying extra time rules right now. Oh, are you really? And it's stoppage called.
2: time. Stoppage time. I know. I said it wrong again. <laughs> Two hours away. Extra He's and stoppage. I have to I'm stop for both. Stoppage
0: time, Mike. Stoppage, stoppage time. Which, stoppage by the time. way, in my ability to quickly introduce all three of you, this is technically stoppage time as well. Yes. <laughs> I just made you have stoppage time. Except I make it up. I'm moving on. Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. How are you? What's up, Rich? I just want to say that uh, <laughs> Kawhi ball last night. Uh, he okay. did. You he didn't had to his... go to the game and you he fell asleep ball. halfway through. What are you talking about? I didn't fall asleep. That's something to discuss later on. I, I, I said I missed the first three five minutes of the game. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the show to have a conversation with us. Let's start with Monday night football. Nothing more awful to see. Then uh, an incredibly talented player go down and non-contact injury. Just the third snap of the game, Kyler Murray doing his thing on a first down run, and he goes down, and he's not contacted. And then Matthew Judon standing over him and is waving at the Arizona sideline. And you just know this is a problem. This is a major problem. When players are standing right over each other and they're immediately turning around and waving for the trainer to come out, um you know it's 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 serious, especially when said players then put on a cart and then said player is now surrounded by everybody who's on the field for your team and the opposition and then said player puts a towel over his head and then as he's about to leave takes the towel off to take in the scene one more time and that was Kyler Murray last night and that puts a period an unfortunate period at the end of a very long you know i guess the word is fascinating season for kyler murray or calendar year for kyler murray i mean 2022 is a year in which he got generationally enriched where every murray from here on out won't have to worry about dollars and cents and things of that nature so that's the good thing but in between all that was a ton of drama. That's why I have, again, this piece of paper on my desk. Still, for some reason, I just can't quit this piece of paper because it's just, I always thought, like, this is not the end of the story. This is not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning of a season in which uh, Kyler Murray, a former first overall draft choice Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma, had his agent put out a statement saying the Arizona Cardinals are in danger of losing my services for long term, and hey, Cardinals fans, don't blame me. And after that, before that happened, there was a scrubbing of his Instagram account right at the top of Super Bowl week here in Los Angeles that had him front and center on everybody's radar screens. Then, you know, he goes through his offseason, eventually signs his contract, and just when you thought that was the end of that, we find out part of his contract was some wild clause that demanded he... Make sure that uh, he he uses his screen time for good and not Fortnite, I guess. And you know, it, it was constructed in some legalese that made sure that he was studying his playbook and not on his iPad. No dual screen situation for him. It, it seemed like it was written by Susie and me for our children. <laughs> and we even had a segment talking about how like it's like Susie and I were going to use this as a contract with our children about their iPad screen time. It was so bizarre that the Cardinals then backed off because the question was, is Kyler, like, mature enough to have this contract and be a leader of a team? In between all that, we learned that his all-world wide receiver would miss the first six games of a season, and this is the time when the Cardinals and the Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray era would get their wins. Yeah. It was the end of the season that's always been a problem, finishing 8-8 eight and eight their first year, 11-6 and six their second year together, but they were the last remaining undefeated team that year and blew the division to the eventual Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams who boat-raced them out of the playoffs, leading to everything that happened with Kyler Murray and his contract, and then comes the season. You know, it's kind of crazy as we're sitting here right now. Week 5, the Cardinals lost to Jalen Hurts, And the Eagles by three points to fall to two and three. The Arizona Cardinals now exiting week 14 are eight games behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Eight games behind the Philadelphia Eagles who are 12 and one. The Cardinals are now four and nine. And Kyler Murray is done for the season. And then for who knows how long. I think the MRI is just going to confirm what we all fear right now. So now the Cardinals are going to have to go into the offseason and Kyler rehabbing. That's the look you always see of somebody who's carted off that they know the next several months are going to be filled with heartache and pain and surgery and recovery and working out and getting back and believing in self right up here. You're tapping your temple over there, TJ. It's about the mental aspect of trying to come back and. Now you're going to have to wonder when can can he be back in week one and next year we're we going to be talking about how, you know, some ACLs are different than others and it takes a while to come back and maybe at this point next year we're talking about Kyler's finally beginning to look like himself again and this is the state of the Arizona Cardinals who re-signed their coach and general manager and quarterback this offseason and now they are four and nine entering week 15. This is a dreadful state of affairs. There's just no other way to put it. And I feel for everybody in that organization. Obviously I feel for Kyler, you know, I feel for too is JJ Watt who signed with this team thinking this is going to be his shot in his remaining window of opportunity to try and get a Super bowl ring. And he chose Arizona. And now, you know, he's still now two years into his tenure there with no playoff wins there. And this year is just a lost season. And this piece of paper is still on my desk, and it's been around long enough that uh, Susie uh, used it to blot her uh, lipstick on it. Well, Rich, you That's kept it because, on. like Chris says, you can't tell the story of the season without, without this. That, that I kind the, of uh, felt that as it as, as it happened, like when, when he signed his contract, and then the whole iPad clause came out and, and then was put to rest. I thought, okay, I can now take this off the desk, and I thought to myself, for some reason, this is still... A whole season-long storyline arc, and of course, I did not think it would end with Kyler Murray going down in a heap without being contacted. And you look at his numbers for this year, and they are in just eleven starts. He has almost as many passing yards. He finishes currently. He he'll it'll be worse, but he leaves currently eighteenth on the list in touchdowns, and with just fourteen. Um, the same number as well. he's, he's the only one with four it's same number as Dak huh. interesting um, and then in terms of passing yards Kyler Murray in his 11 starts has as he leaves the field today as many passing yards in the league right now as Davis Mills not what the Cardinals were in on Davis Mills with the same number of starts but obviously Murray missed some time too So now that's the state of affairs of the Arizona Cardinals. And this is the Niners division. This is a Niners division right now to take, and we're going to see that in two nights from now. As the Rams and the Cardinals are sitting down at the bottom, you want to talk about the tale of two different 4-9 teams. (laughs) That's the Rams in week 15. the, The Niners and Seahawks start week 15 on Thursday night, two nights from now. And the Niners could essentially wrap up this division. Uh, I think if I could just do the math in my head, as the Rams, by the way, finish the week in Green Bay, it starts on a Thursday night, or Niners at Seahawks, ends on a Monday night, Rams at Green Bay, that uh, you know the, the Niners would be three up on San Francisco with three to play and a tie break in their back pocket. I think it's going to come out that the Niners, all they have to do is win Thursday night with Brock Purdy and they win the NFC West. How about that? (sighs) So that's the Arizona Cardinals season. We'll talk about the New England Patriots and what last night meant for them. For the moment, they're currently your seventh seed in the AFC. The Chargers had a fleeting moment sitting there in the seventh spot, but the Patriots have a tie break over the Jets, knock them out because they swept them. And the uh, equally seven and six Chargers don't have what uh, as good an AFC record. Is that what it is? Yeah, Patriots are five and three in conference. Chargers five and four. There you go. So these things can change, but right now the Patriots are your seventh seed, and their next game is against the Raiders, and their final three are doozies. So I would proffer to say they need to have a good weekend in the desert. We'll talk about that on this program. Lewis Riddick is going to be joining us from the worldwide leader in sports, the running back of the team you your Patriots just deposed from that seven spot. Austin Eckler is going to be on this program. Uh, Mike Leach passed away.
2: Mm.
0: Man, at the age of 61, he had a That's massive bad. heart attack over the weekend, one of the larger-than-life characters in the world of college athletics and college football, passing away at the age, again, of 61, the Mississippi State head coach. And his career was long and legendary and controversial and hilarious and just one of one, Mike Leach. Yeah, for sure. And um, we will talk about it with uh, Lewis Riddick, who called the Egg Bowl... Who called the egg bowl uh in November between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And our, our first guest, I imagine, is cross paths with Mike Leach, one would think. Certainly since um I would imagine he would have had to have reached out to Mike Leach before he acquired Gardner Minshew. You just never know how coaches cross paths right. and you know and I just it, assume it, they felt- all know each other. Well, professional <laughs> professional ready? head coaches will always know college head coaches because of paths always cross yeah. when you're checking on prospects or you're at the senior bowl or you're, you, you just always know each other. And uh, certainly Mike Leach having a huge coaching tree with Lincoln Riley sitting at the top, um, now USC's Lincoln Riley, Cliff Kingsbury, the Arizona Cardinals head coach, is on this tree because Kingsbury was his quarterback at Texas Tech when the air raid offense was just really beginning to take hold uh, for Mike Leach as a head coach in college football. But at any rate, um, Doug Peterson is going to be on this program. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are suddenly... An it team of the moment because they just boat raced, to use a phrase I've used already in this uh, show, the Tennessee Titans earlier this week. And an early window. Game. when the Dallas Cowboys play in an early window game, that means shows like mine, game day morning, and uh, whatever show that Del Tufo says he makes better by mixing it on uh, on Baby Fox and, uh, and what, I'm sorry, you were saying something, like It's
1: it? on regular Fox. Regular Fox, pardon me, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Oh, you're, the ones, you're the one who calls it one thing Baby Fox and Big Fox. Make, I do both. I can't imagine F- how the people F- who do it on so-called Baby Fox feel being referred to as such. I wouldn't like can't it. Feel good. I don't care. Just trying to like stir a pot over it, I get Pico Boulevard. In trouble. <laughs> but at any rate, when the Cowboys are in an early window, trust me, we're going to be all over that on NFL Game Day morning, and I imagine... Uh, Cowboys at Jaguars with with the Jaguars doing what they just did and Doug Peterson taking on the Cowboys like the old days in Philadelphia and Trevor Lawrence is just looking fantastic because he's Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson is not Urban Meyer. Um, It'll be a fascinating conversation with him in just a few minutes' time. I have got a, a fun top five list. Jerry Jones has chimed in on signing a free agent wide receiver with initials. It's not OBJ, it's T-Y. There y. is less pot. So, Let's go. Jerry has chimed in. We have a Bill Belichick press conference moment. Love that. So, that's how we're rolling here. That's how we're rolling here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We'd love to talk with you. When we come back, Doug Peterson. Peterson. The H-C of J-A-X when we come back on the R-E-S. back here on the Rich Eisen Show 844 204 Rich number to dial uh this man's jack this man's jacksonville Man. this coach's jacksonville jaguars just had a, a terrific win in Tennessee and their path to win the division is 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 real it's there cuz they take on the titans again and they have uh, more games left to win outside of division and uh and their quarterback is just lighting it up he looks terrific and that's Trevor Lawrence uh, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose coach is on the Mercedes Benz Van's phone line. Always a pleasure to chat with Doug Peterson right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Coach?
1: Hey, Rich, I'm doing extremely well. How about you guys?
0: I am doing fine. What was that like in the locker room after that big win in Tennessee?
1: Yeah, it was exciting. You know, um, the Jaguars haven't won uh, up in Nashville in some time, and and so you know it was uh, it was exciting for our ownership and and uh, you know for the team to to go up there and face a uh, a really good football team. They're well coached. Uh, got a great relationship with Coach Rabel, and, and he does a great job there and a very disciplined group. But it was exciting. Guys were guys were pumped and, and jacked up, and uh, as they should be after a big win.
0: Well, I'll be honest with you, Coach. Well, you know, you were coaching there in Philadelphia all those years when Derrick Henry would come up with a 100 yard first half uh, against Jacksonville. You'd say, uh oh, 200's right around the corner. Uh, and that did not happen. Two yards after. Halftime, what was your adjustment? What, What did you do in that?
1: Well, uh, just like you said, uh-oh, I was saying uh-oh myself uh, on the sideline. <laughs> right. Uh, but Kind of like, here we go. But, you know, honestly, defense did a great job of just, you know, we added an extra D-line in there uh, in the beginning of the third quarter when they wanted to get into their big personnel, people on offense, and, and really, really helped us kind of control the line of scrimmage. You know, and, and when you're playing a guy like Derrick Henry, it takes all 11 on defense to really buy into the fact that it's going to be a physical football game and, I thought that's what our guys did. They did a really nice job after those first really two, three possessions of the football game settled in, uh controlled their gaps and and really just kind of bought into, you know, the nature of of being a physical football game and and uh, you know, got the job done.
0: Well, also, you know, I mean, we're all of us it's a quarterback driven league and we're focused on um your uh, I guess second to last uh, first overall selection there when when you weren't there and Trevor Lawrence and we'll get to him in a second but Trevon Walker had a a big moment in this game with a sack force fumble that I think got the momentum going in your direction and and stopped uh, Tennessee's ability to continue to just maybe focus on on Derrick Henry. What about his development this year? You can tell me about Walker.
1: Yeah, you know, he he's he's gotten he's gotten, you know, incrementally better each week. You know, some of the things that we did and probably what teams saw or what we saw maybe what you saw too in this game is we moved him we moved him inside a little bit played that three technique put his hand in the ground Used his length and athleticism some explosion coming off the ball he did a great job on that you know on that sack fumble right there to to really I mean slow them down because we hadn't really stopped him up to that point and then the offense was able to capitalize and, and and put the ball in the end zone on that drive and you know he's just he's just developing and maturing he's he's getting better each week he's you know, working on different moves and and you know coming out of a three point stance versus a two point stance, just working on his game, working on his craft. Great kid, humble kid, very quiet kid. But you know, you you put him out on the football field and you see his personality show. And, and uh, he had a, he had a tremendous game on Sunday.
0: Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson here on the Rich Eisen show. Let's get to your quarterback. What a game he had, man! I mean, when you see him play like that, certainly he was hurt the week before what goes through your your brain knowing that you yeah. knowing that this is what you wanted you wanted this you 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 want to see this development and you need to see this development and now you are what what is going through your head coach
1: yeah you know rich um for him not to practice twice on wednesday and thursday last week and really get all the mental reps and to come out and perform the way he did for a, for a second year player and really a first first year player for us obviously uh, is is a is a tremendous feat and and this guy i mean he just he just wants to be coached he wants to he wants to improve he wants to learn you know he wants to grow as a quarterback and you know I think the one thing that that I appreciate you know uh with him right now is he 's taking care of the football he's he 's running the system, running the offense d- dispersing the ball where it needs to go, whether it 's to Zay Jones a couple weeks ago or Christian Kirk and then of course Evan Ingram on Sunday. You know, it doesn't really matter. I mean he he just he's a sharp guy and and uh played through obviously played through and is gonna continue to play through injury each week, uh especially in his foot, but um just a just a great performance uh for him and in his development. It's it's sort of a step in the right direction obviously um but but very impressed with how he handled his week of preparation and uh it showed on Sunday
0: well I mean like if I had spoke I think I spoke to you at the very outset of the season if I had shown you his stat line like off air a hey, week 14 this is what he's going to do and and this is how he's going to look and this is how he's going to play you you, uh, you you decide for it right I mean like this is what you're you're hoping for and and we're in this league where we want it now we want it yesterday we should have had it yesterday. And now we're seeing it with him. Uh, so I asked this question. That's my long wind up for for this pitch. Is he there? Would you say he's there? Is he there, Coach?
1: Um, he's on his way to there. Um, I would say he still has some room to grow, you know, and get better. But he's he's definitely taking steps in the right direction. I, I you go back and look at the beginning of our season and. Mm-hmm. You know we were a little bit careless with the football and and uh situational ball wasn't wasn't quite quite there yet, just understanding details of the game and and understanding situations of the game and this is where his his growth has come and i and honestly rich i think i think and I believe that that interception he threw on the goal line at Denver when we played in london yes uh several weeks ago I think was uh you know, a, a little bit of a, a wake-up call or a, a a bell that rung in his head that says, "Listen, I've I've got to do a better job of protecting the football." I'm, you know, you're hurting the football team and and putting the you know team in harm's way like that. I just think that was a a play that one he would like to have back, but I really put think it put him on a trajectory or a path that he's on right now. And and sometimes it takes a play like that or a moment like that for, you know, young players to understand just how to play this game. And, and since that point, he's he's really uh, done an outstanding job of of just um, you know taking care of the ball, executing the offense, and, and really dispersing, dispersing the football where it needs to be.
0: And then what about locker room, film room? You got a good story where you're like, okay, check those boxes. What do you got for me on that front? Doug yeah, Peterson. you know,
1: I mean, this guy, he, 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 I, think, I think with a lot of young players in this league, teaching them how to watch tape, um is important, you know, mm-hmm. and as coaches we gotta show guys how to watch tape and having a guy like CJ Bethard as a backup, a veteran quarterback hmm. has been a huge help to Trevor in that in that regard. So you're seeing him you're seeing him, you know, get with Luke Fortner in the offensive line, watch tape. You're seeing him get with the quarterbacks and watch tape. Um getting with the skilled position players during the week and watching tape on their own, outside of the coaches meetings and then he and I getting together on Thursday evenings or him getting with Press Taylor, you know, the offensive coordinator, uh, during the week and just kind of, you know, pouring over the game plan and getting his thoughts and ideas. And it's just the maturity level that, you know, for a young quarterback to uh, to show us is, is, you know, tells us that we have the right guy. And um, the, the effort and the amount of time that he puts into his study and preparation um, and the communication that we have during the week and during games is just – uh, you know again it's just kind of second to none to you know where i think where he's he's been and 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 you know, obviously where he's come from
0: Doug Peterson Jacksonville Jaguars head coach here on the Rich Eisen Show and again i know i asked you about your predecessor last time we spoke and and pages have been turned but i haven't spoken to you since Andrew Wingard safety on your team mentioned your predecessor's name and how uh with what happened last year it was as if Trevor Lawrence did not have a rookie year and then mentioned about you saying that he would die Andrew Winter quote I would die for Doug Peterson I swear I would run into battle for Doug Peterson Anderson I, I love the guy talked about how the locker room was awesome what, what did I assume you heard that and me paraphrasing yeah. isn't the first time you've heard it what do you think of when you hear that um, I mean
1: it just listen it it, it you know I love it when guys talk that way um I feel like that they they're they're, they're they've bought in you know to to me and, and to the staff and and what what I've brought here and and you know I love, love mixing it up with the players and, and being in there showing showing that I'm I'm equal I'm not any any bigger or greater than they are and and um you know show that enthusiasm show that I care about the player and and really I think having been a been a player myself, you kind of understand how to how to deal with these guys and and it's a it's definitely a different different day and age now, but I think understanding and sort of changing my my ways my philosophies maybe with the way I practice or meet or whatever it might be that these guys are buying into that and and um you know uh really really I think just these guys just want to be coached um they they want some honesty they want some transparency and they don't want they don't want a lot of fluff and I've uh, been able to you know sort of bring that to them and you know a guy like uh, you know Dewey as we call him uh, to say that just just tells me that these guys have bought in they they, they trust me I trust them and and uh, you know we go play we go play games and has it been perfect no it hasn't you know Rich but um, I, I do believe that this team is a- heading in the right direction and uh, you know we got four games remaining you know, this season, and uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Stop me if you've heard this one before, Doug Peterson. You're coaching a team against the Dallas Cowboys in a big game in December. You, um,
1: you know what? We haven't heard it much around here lately. No, um, but and, for, and but for
0: you personally, though, I mean, well, it's amazing how the football gods work, right? I mean, you have just yeah, came yeah. up with a big win. You want to build on it. You got a shot. You never know. In your division, and there's the Dallas friggin' Cowboys, man. That's pretty wild. if <laughs> you think about it? It is.
1: It's crazy. You know. And this is what I'm teaching. Teaching our football team here is how to win and how to have meaningful games in December and January. And and we've put ourselves in a position to just to do just that. And and um, you know, I've challenged the team that way. And and uh, you know, we're playing a great football team this weekend. They're ten and three. They're doing a great job. And obviously in the NFC East, and they're chasing the Eagles. And um, you know, th- this team is. This this team is is explosive on offense, as we know. I've I've I, I'm uh, oh too close probably to this team than 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 most, but. Um you know, we we've got our work cut out for us. Fortunately for us, it's here in uh, in Duval County and, and right here in Jacksonville this weekend, and we're looking forward to uh, you know to the opportunity.
0: Well, I mean, if you beat the Cowboys, Doug, um, you know, and help Philadelphia in that regard, maybe they'll build another statue, call it the Jacksonville Special or something like that outside the stadium. <laughs> I, mean, I might be Wouldn't overstating that be special,
1: it. Special, right? Wouldn't that be special? I know um, that.
0: You- you
1: know? yeah. No, I mean, it, listen. Our our guys are our guys are uh, they're excited for the opportunity. And again, like I said, it's it's meaningful football games in yes. December, and I think everybody wants to be there and. And uh, you know we just we just got to we just got to have a great week of preparation. You
0: know, I, I know you know McCarthy came. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to go in my head, just as you were departing, or I don't know if you coached against him, Philly and in, in, in Dallas. I guess I should have professionally buttoned that up before even having a conversation with you. But is there any any experience coaching against Dallas, Dak, Zeke, those guys that you can bring to bear this week for your team?
1: Yeah, you know, just kind of knowing them and knowing their personnel a little bit. I mean. You know, obviously, uh, you know, Micah Parsons is is kind of new since I, yes. I I've coached last, but um, you know, on offense, it's 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 you still got to stop the run. You still got to you still Zeke and and Pollard and these guys. I mean, you still got to stop the run. And then, you know, if you if you can't if you can't get a handle on that, you know, you got the play action pass and the movement that can that can beat you with his legs and his arms. So, you know, it takes a full effort again on offense. And then, you know, defensively, I mean, this is a this is a good group. This is a uh, one of the top defenses in the National Football League right now, and and uh, you know they're 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 leading, I think, if not leading, or one of the top teams with sacks uh, in the league. And Micah Parsons is a special athlete and a special player. And and um, you know even even number ninety over there is a great player, and 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 he can he can get after the passer. So um, work's cut out for us. Uh, great opportunity, but but again, if if you want to be in the playoffs, you got to be able to play teams like this, and. And, you know, um, see what happens
0: Well, Coach, before I let you go I I know this is out of your bailiwick and your purview But I'm going to mention it anyway Because, I mean, you do represent the Jacksonville Jaguars here um, And I've been around those parts for quite a bit I know about the pool, I know about the old Jacksonville I don't know what's going on with the new version of the mascot In spandex, and a thong I don't know what is happening Um, Do you? Do you know what's going on right now? No, Coach I, I thought
1: all. when we played Baltimore the other day yeah. that might have been a distraction for them <laughs> a little bit as he ran around the inner bowl but um Yes. I Yeah, yes. I mean I don't know it what's worked, going on. It did. I guess you know whatever
0: advantage you, you can have. Did you at any point <laughs> during the game or the guys like just turn around and go what what's happening? Did you, I need to make a note of this and talk to the depart opera what is it game operations? I don't know who's in charge of this but <laughs> I got a. Qu-
1: well, I'm not in charge of that department, but okay. there were a couple of uh, photographs uh, of our players in the end zone with him in the background. So we got some. We got some really good special effects going on with some of these pictures. I
0: don't know what's going on. It was de- it was definitely distracting to me watching it. So uh, just <laughs> I guess whoever just find whoever in in the uh, flowchart there. Uh, just say what's up for me and what why. Uh, those are the questions I have. Is what's up hey, and why? Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay, uh, and then last one for you. I mean, you string some wins together here, obviously you got Dallas, and I know this. I'm talking to one game at a time type individual, but you got a quick turnaround Thursday night against the Jets. What a fascinating game that is. Uh, and then two division games uh, at Houston and home for uh, Tennessee. Uh, do you openly talk to your guys if we string these three together? That last game, we're about meaningful games in January, that last game against Tennessee can be for something particularly significant. Do you openly say something like this, Coach?
1: I think at this part of the season, Rich. I think you have to have those conversations. You know, you, you know. Part of my job too is to keep keep our goals out in front of us. I think every team in this situation is doing the same thing. Coaches are saying, "Hey, listen, guys, our goals are right here in front of us, and and you know, we just gotta we just gotta do our part and take care of business, and um, you know, focus on us one game at a time, just like you mentioned. And and but but yeah, I think. I think it is something that the team needs to understand and and I think quite frankly, here in Jacksonville it's also part of our culture and 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 trying to get things turned around and try to have a winning culture if if you're not talking about winning then then how do you win you know and so um, I feel like I've got to continue to put that out in front of our football team and, and see what happens here in the you know in this last month of the season.
0: I'd be remiss if I didn't, before letting you go, uh, ask you uh, about Mike Leach. Did uh, I assume you've crossed paths with him? You know him, or 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 anything of that nature? Uh, and his passing at the age of sixty-one. Do you got a good story on that? Find yeah, I,
1: I don't know him personally, but our paths did cross mm-hmm. um, at, at a clinic actually, and had a chance to just kind of shake his hand and. And uh, obviously my, you know, my thoughts, prayers to the family and, and uh, what a tragic, uh, you know, a tragic loss to not only to the football world, but, uh, you know, to, to the people close to, to him and around him. And, and um, just, again, my thoughts and prayers are with his family.
0: Yeah, all of us. Thanks for the time, coach. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, Have fun. It doesn't look like you need me to say that. It does look like you're having fun, man. It really does.
1: I am. I'm having a great time. You know, this is a young football team, and they're keeping me young, so that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Take care of yourself, uh,
0: Coach. We'll chat again soon. Thanks again.
1: All right. Thank. you. Thanks, Rich. Always
0: Thanks. a pleasure. That's the one and only Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars here on the Rich Eisen Show. I love it. Got to talk about winning if you want to win. I kind of dig that. So many coaches like are like, it. we got to go one at a time. You know. So many coaches are one at a time. Don't want to talk. We got it. This week is this week. That's right.
2: it. This day is this day. This practice is this
0: practice. And I always wonder, like, yeah. is that the way it is in the, within the locker room, too? I don't know. You know, obviously, Belichick, you would, you would point to him as being a, a, we're just talking about this week. We're talking about this snap, we're talking about this play, we're talking about your job, you do your job. The whole do-your-job mentality is to break things down in such a granular way that you win every snap based on the advantage that you already know you have going into that snap and what advantage you can exact going into that snap, and then you string snaps together, and then all of a sudden you string wins together and you string titles together. Like, that's the general sense of it. I think so. But he's not turning around a program there. I'm just wondering here... You know, or Belichick could say that behind the scenes. Hey, guys, we win uh, the, the next four, we're in. Like, let's go win them. I don't know. I just love hearing that. It sounds so simple, right? I just love it. How can we win if we're not talking about winning? And let's talk about it, folks. Because if the Jacksonville Jaguars win the next four in a row, okay? Let's just say they win their next four in a row and they win and they finish nine and eight. The Tennessee Titans are the team that they can go get because the Titans have left the door open with their recent swoon, losing home against Cincinnati at Philadelphia and then Jacksonville. And they're at the Chargers this week. That's a big dub, isn't it? What a big win that would be for both of these teams with the Chargers now deposed from the seventh seed after having it for a night. And Tennessee needing to just snuff out all of this Jaguars talk. And they'll know going into kickoff here in Los Angeles whether the Jaguars pulled off the upset of the Dallas Cowboys. And then Tennessee's final games are home against Houston. How about Dallas having a role in all this? Dallas, that is a Thursday night football. That's the final Thursday night game of the year on Amazon. Tennessee hosting Dallas. And then they're at Jacksonville so if they win just one of those three and they're both what if what if they're eight and eight what if tennessee and jacksonville are eight and eight going to that final game you know what that would be that that, that might be for uh that might be the last game of the year we might be seeing that as a last game of the year and that would be as we know in jacksonville could you imagine somebody telling you at the beginning of this year where you can't make it up Brock Purdy has a shot to win rookie of the year because he's taking over the reins of the San Francisco 49ers in week 14 beating Tom Brady and oh by the way Jacksonville would host the final game of the year for the right to win the division is this out of the realm am I crazy not crazy but higher register yeah you never know you never know seems unlikely but stranger things have happened you tapped out over there, or you don't just don't want to talk about your cowboys showing up in Jacksonville <laughs> thinking that they're just going to win because they already have ten wins they better not They better not show up there with the mentality that they clearly took into Houston they might I would counsel Dallas to utilize the Houston wipe of the brow yeah. to to go into Jacksonville also, and show everybody what's what sometimes you play to the level of your competition we Mm-hmm. That you know, I know that happens. That happens. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. When we come back, we'll talk about Mike Leach. When we return here on this program, eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets Unbelievable! You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Our friends at NetSuite want to make sure that you know your numbers for your businesses because if you don't, you will end up losing, like trying to make a, a a championship putt and your hat falls over your eyes. See, if you can't see the golf ball, you can't put it in the hole and win, right? That's the analogy that NetSuite by Oracle wants you to think about when you're wondering about if you're seeing your full business success and the ability to get there because you're using spreadsheets and outdated finance software. NetSuite's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. When you use it, you've got full visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, more. You can also automate your processes, close your books in no time, staying well ahead of your competition. Over 32,000 businesses already use NetSuite. What about you? For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash rich radio. Go to netsuite.com slash rich radio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer. Offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash rich radio. So you heard over the weekend that uh, Mike Leach was ill and hospitalized. And um, as it turns out, a, um, a fatal trip to the hospital, he passed away at age 61, 61 years old, man. I mean, talk talk about being cut down, and anybody who um, knows college football, has been following college football, has seen Mike Leach or heard Mike Leach. Anybody who works in college football knows about Mike Leach because they're either on his coaching tree or his air raid offense that he um, took from Lavelle Edwards in his time at BYU where he was a rugby player. He wasn't a football player, but he spent time in the film room with Lavelle Edwards and Norm Chow was the offensive coordinator there at the time. Oh, wow. And um, he took that offense and, for the lack of a better phrase, kind of perfected it. You know, four wide, one running back. He, he put the tight end in, in unique places. And talk about unique places. Where did, he, where did he use as his laboratory for the air raid offense as a coach himself? Um, how does the uh, College of the Desert sound to you? College of the Desert, a community college in Palm Desert. That's where he spent some time at the beginning part of his coaching career. After spending time at Cal Poly, he then went to Finland. He coached the Puri Bears in Finland for the American Football Association of Finland bounced around at Iowa Wesleyan Valdosta State until he wound up at Kentucky as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Kentucky. And um, one there, Tim Couch wound up being so damn good, he was the first overall pick of the draft for the Cleveland Browns when they came back into being. And that's when Bob Stoops said, okay, we'll check you out. And we all know, you know, he spent some time at uh, Texas Tech as the head coach there, and wound up getting fired. there was a lot of controversy in his time. Remember, it was Craig James's son that he thought didn't have a concussion, and oh right. and he wound up getting fired over his treatment of Craig James's son. and led to some, you know, led to some lawsuits about his firing wrongful termination and things of that nature, but he was incredibly successful at Texas Tech. Cliff Kingsbury was his quarterback there. Washington State, that's where Gardner Minshew became a sensation. I mean, his offense really churned out some big numbers, big quarterbacks. Wound up at Mississippi State, I mean, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, where he was the coach at Mississippi State when he passed away, and then just, you know. His press conferences. There's something else. For instance, this is him giving marriage advice to a reporter who <laughs> asked for it.
2: Well, it's, so it's too late to rescue you. Uh, the, uh, the best wisdom that I can possibly give, uh, the best w- wisdom I can possibly give on that subject, nine days, and it's a little late, you should have come to me sooner. Um, the uh, My wisdom would be uh you you have to stay out of the way now yeah and i wish you a very happy marriage and i'm sure you'll have one but uh, i'm just telling you uh when it comes to marriages uh, the women lose their mind your fiance is going to lose her mind your mother-in-law is going to lose her mind your mom is going to lose her mind several of your sisters and uh female relatives are going to lose their mind and um and that you, they're going to they're barrage you with constant questions. What should we wear? And then, uh, which of course my answer was, I don't care. And then uh, what color should the invitations be? I don't care. Uh, what should we have for dessert? I don't care. Should we seat this this way or th- that that way? I don't care. But see, I don't care is not satisfactory at all. And you're going to get caught in a Catch-22, and I'm certain that you already have. <laughs> And that catch twenty two is well, I want you to be a part of this too. Uh, so, what color invitations? All um, right, the blue ones. Well, I kind of like uh, I kind of like the tan ones. Okay, the tan ones then. Oh, you're just saying that because uh, 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 you want this over. You're not even thinking about it, which is of course true. And then, um, <laughs> well. Uh, Uh, What do you want for dessert? I was thinking of strawberry shortcake. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, strawberry shortcake would be good. Well, what about the blueberry pie? Well, I like the blueberry pie. We could have the blueberry pie. Well, I thought you said you wanted the strawberry shortcake. And it's just going to go back and forth, and they're going to play keep away from you until uh, after you're married. So what you need to do is you need to work late hours. (laughs) work late be be very nice and supportive and um uh but but they're going to play keep away from you and and there's no answer you can give that is going to be satisfactory or correct and if you successfully uh, please a few of them the others will still be oh well i just don't feel like he's that interested. yeah okay so so you need to work late uh go in the back room and read a lot of books uh uh, you know, uh, you have to go uh, take the groomsmen out, so you make sure that they march in just right, and they know exactly. You know these swell outfits that that you picked out, or whatever, however you're doing it. Um, and in the end, you'll wish you eloped. But um, uh, nevertheless, you need to find uh, you need to find um, excuses uh, that they'll buy. Uh, To be as far out of harm's way as you possibly can and uh but uh take comfort in knowing that uh once the ceremony's over um that uh you know life will get progressively better from there even though there's some adjustment
0: rest in (laughs) peace mike leach one of one mike leach
2: that is all time work late hours that is
0: all time (laughs) i mean so good. He also uh, was asked in post game uh, on the field by the on field reporter about, um, I guess after Mississippi State boat raced somebody um, about his favorite Halloween candy. I mean he <laughs> yeah, he came yeah. on he gave you advice yeah. for being a newfound dad. Right? Yep. He uh, said that once the the kid is housebroken, yeah, housebroken. Fun- I think he meant potty training. No. <laughs> House, he also said, he also broken. said, cavemen have been doing it for thousands of years, so it's really not that big a deal. Yeah. 60 like, Minutes did fair. a profile and called him the mad scientist of football. He was, a, um, he was a, a, a bestseller of books. He had a law degree from Pepperdine. He, yep. again, coached in Finland. He was a rugby player. I mean, he was uh, the, the all around unicorn. Interesting. Talk about swinging your sword. You have to swing your sword if you're a pirate. He he had a a dynamite um, cameo on (laughs) Friday Night Lights that he told Coach Taylor that he wasn't swinging his sword properly as a pirate. I mean, (laughs) good Lord. I mean, obviously there his career was not without its bumps and its bruises and obviously controversies. But Mike Leach was a brilliant. Administrator of offense in college football. It's going to leave, it's left its mark on football. Professional and collegiately. Sad. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. Keep swinging your sword, sir.